I think the number one thing I always stress with landlords whenever they ask my advice is it's all about communication. As far as tenant management is concerned, it's all about communication. If you don't have solid formal communication process in place, then you're going to end up with some gaps. Best ever listeners, I'm so excited to share today's sponsor with you. It's Eastern Union Funding and Arbor Realty Trust. If you're in the multifamily space, you likely recognize these names, but have you used them? Uh, I'm guessing if you haven't, then you probably know someone who has. I can tell you personally, we have used uh, Mark Belsky. He is a point person at Eastern Union Funding as a partner with us, and he has helped us secure debt uh, for actually a deal we closed on this month. And we've worked with him. Um, In addition, my clients, my program, my consulting program have worked with him to successfully close on deals. When we were starting out, Ashcroft was starting out, we had somewhat of a track record, but we weren't fully as established with our investor network. I went to him and we secured some equity, $500,000 in equity to fund one of our deals. While he works with more institutional partners, he's brought $200 million in equity over the last 12 months. He was able to help us out there and we built a relationship with him and Eastern Union Funding ever since. So if you need equity for your deal and you have a track record, then he's your point person. His number is 212-897-9875. If you need debt, then he partners up with Arbor on a lot of transactions. So if you're a multifamily borrower who wants agency or bridge debt, then that's the team to work with. Uh, We have worked with their team, both Eastern Union and Arbor, on deals. And people who have purchased our deals, purchased deals from us, have used Arbor, as well as my clients in my consulting program, they've used it. So this is a recommendation that comes from firsthand experience. And the last thing I'll say about uh, working with Mark Belsky at Eastern Union is that if you need a loan guarantor, but don't have that track record quite yet, then Mark can look at what you've, the deal you've got And assuming it checks out, he can make introductions to people he knows as potential loan guarantors for your deal. So debt, equity, and potentially loan guarantors. Uh, All you need, well, you need to find a deal, obviously. Um, But besides that, you know, the other main components of the deal they can help you out with. So talk to Mark Belsky. His email is mbelsky at easterneq.com and his phone number 212-897-9875. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Dave Spooner. How you doing, Dave? I'm good. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing great. Nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Dave. He is the co-founder of Inago, which provides simple, effective, and intuitive tenant management software for small to medium-sized landlords based in Cincinnati, Ohio. Company's website is in the show notes, so feel free to click that and go check it out. With that being said, Dave, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Absolutely. So I founded another startup before Inago that was focused on student housing and primarily in connecting students to landlords looking for a place to live. It went moderately successful. We learned quite a lot from it. 
And one of the challenges that we ran into was that student occupancy, occupancy rates in student housing are sky high. They're 98, 99% plus. Some campuses, some landlords have 100% most of the year, if not all of the year. And there wasn't a ton of need on the landlord side for any sort of service that would better connect them to students. But we learned a lot from those landlords, and a lot of student housing landlords are independent, and that's where we got connected to these small to mid-sized independent folks, and that's kind of what started the, the early germination of the idea for Inago. So that's kind of the background that, that brought us there, that brought us here today. What happened to the startup, the first one? We just dissolved it. We made a lot of good connections there. We learned a lot from it. But uh, we ended up just shutting the doors on it as we were not able to find quite the, the perfect market fit there. And do you keep some of the team when you start the new one? Or is it just starting fresh, learn some stuff, starting fresh, and now we're going to launch Inago? It's a little of both. So my partner and I were working on the other one together. That's where we actually met. So he's kind of the key piece that came out of that with me. And then he and I started fresh and really from the ground up built Inago after that. I believe it's a relatively crowded space with what you do, but perhaps I'm just way too close to it, so I'm more exposed to it than most. One, would you agree with that? And then two, regardless of if you agree with that or not, how do you differentiate your company? That's a great question and a great point. I think it is crowded. However, it's not crowded throughout the whole spectrum. What I mean by that is there are a lot of property management software packages out there that are specifically tailored to what we call large cap landlords, folks that have hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of properties. You're talking about Appfolio, Yardi, Entrada, different softwares like that. There's not nearly as many that are tailored specifically to this small to mid-sized crowd. And those that have existed in the past are typically really outdated. There's not a lot of modern software that makes it easier to manage and communicate back and forth with tenants. There are a few others there, but not a ton. The way we've kind of differentiated ourselves beyond just obviously targeting this market is in the way in which we've targeted it. So what you find oftentimes is there are some software solutions, as I mentioned, that are designed for smaller landlords, but most of those solutions are designed for landlords that have like one, two, three, four, five units. Once you get beyond that, they become fairly clunky, fairly cumbersome. They're just not built for expansion and for growth. On the other side of the spectrum, you have the property management software that's built hundreds of units, as I said. So there's not a lot in between, and there's not a lot that really follows the journey of a landlord. You don't get into real estate to buy a single family home and say, okay, I'm done. I got my property. I'm all set with my investment. You get into real estate to buy multiple properties. Inago, we call it software that grows with you. So when you start off with just a single unit and you grow your portfolio all the way up to 100, Inago is going to work great that entire time. It's going to be effective. It's going to be simple. It's going to be easy to use. And perhaps most importantly, it's going to be free. What are some specific ways that you deliver on the grows with you value proposition? I think it's all about an attention to detail and the way in which the software is structured. So when you approach some of these challenges from a technical standpoint, depending on how you're approaching it, it's a lot easier to solve those problems. So if we say, okay, we know our landlords are just going to have four or five units, it totally changes the way that we build out our user interface, the way that we build out the technical aspects of it, the way that the platform itself can grow. But if we approach it with the idea in mind that this is going to work with landlords at varying levels, varying sizes, it totally changes that equation. So that attention to detail has been really critical. Now, beyond that, we also have a number of features that I think work great for a landlord of any size. They include 
running background checks, tenant screening reports, et cetera, running online leases, accepting payments online, automating rent, automating late fees, communication, maintenance ticketing, et cetera. And you said it's free, so you make money from the different services that the landlord offers to the resident and the resident or prospective resident pays a fee and you get a cut of that fee? Sort of. Actually, the software itself is free to use. Everything that I listed there is included at no charge to the landlord. The only piece that we do charge for is when the tenants pay rent online. And we take a very small cut of that. It depends a little bit on unit size, but we do take a transaction fee on e-check and credit card payments. What's the percent range? Our standard flat rate is going to be 1% capped at a maximum of $5 for an entire unit. So we're never taking more than $5 on the entire unit for both e-check and credit card payments. And that's for your first 25 units. Every unit after that is just a dollar. And the key point there is that it's for the entire unit. So it's not per tenant or per transaction. And it's also only when they pay online. If they don't take advantage of online payment services, then you don't pay a dime for it. PayPal's 3%, so much cheaper than PayPal, that's for sure. Exactly, yeah. The challenge that you have building the business, my guess, is getting landlords on board. Because if you get landlords, then you'll get tenants because landlords are your recruiters to bring more people in. So first off, is that your primary audience, landlords? Yeah, absolutely. How are you identifying ways to reach out to them and bring them onto the platform? Really the best way to attract landlords these days is just to put out really great content online. So our blog is really active. We put out white papers, we put out information online, and we try to just provide resources to landlords, landlords that need help with advice on managing their tenants in certain ways, communicating with their tenants, what should their late fee policy be, are online leases safe, if so, how do you structure your lease, what clauses are important, et cetera. So we're constantly putting out what we believe to be really high quality content. And in doing so, we attract landlords that are curious and that are looking for answers to these types of questions. And as I mentioned, we're mostly looking for growth landlords. So as you're growing as a landlord, you oftentimes encounter new challenges and new questions. And having a really dynamic and engaging blog that provides answers to those questions is a great way to find those landlords. Do you have a dedicated in-house person who does your blogging? Yeah, we have a couple. And also the team itself kind of takes turns on occasion writing post depending on expertise. So if we have somebody that has a lot of expertise in leasing, then they might put the post together. We, of course, have a single editor on the team that kind of makes sure everything is grammatically correct and spelled correctly. But no, we all kind of take turns and then we have a couple of people that really spearhead most of the operation. How many blogs do you put out a week? We typically put out one per week, sometimes more than one. Yeah, one one really high quality... Well, one really good high quality blog post is really all you need. So it's not just like a 300 word post like, hey, here's what you should be doing for blah, blah, blah. It's more like an in-depth analysis on whatever topic we're taking on that day, that week. Huh. Okay. So the, the number one way to attract landlords, your audience is to blog and you've determined that doing one blog post of high quality per week is the best way to optimize that versus doing multiple blog posts during the week? Well, the thing about, I mean, I don't want to get too nitty gritty into- Please do. No, that's that's what I I want to do. (laughs) Okay, cool. The thing about content is content continues to feed on itself. So we can put out a blog post today that is going to continue to attract readers three, four years into the future, as long as the content is good, high quality, and relevant. 
So it's more about building on that quality content than it is throwing out a large quantity of lower quality content. So we build in this once a week sort of mentality so that we ensure for ourselves that we are taking the right time and attention to detail to make sure that the information that we're providing is really substantive and really, really useful. And we've been posting on this blog for almost two years now. So there's a lot of posts in there. There's a lot to dig through. There's a lot of really good information. And we want to continue to add value to that rather than just kind of throw out posts right and left. And the reason why I'm asking about this is because a lot of the best ever listeners have a target audience of landlords too because we want to buy off-market deals. And that's why I was asking you about this because what you've learned certainly could be helpful for listeners who are attracting or attempting to attract landlords to acquire off-market deals. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And the key piece there is you got to understand your audience and you got to understand the types of people you're attempting to attract. So for landlords that are trying to attract off-market deals, depending on the area you live in, you might find that social media is the best avenue to go with. What we always do is whenever we're taking on a new blog topic, we typically cluster them up. So we say, all right, we're going to spend some time on leasing for the next month, month and a half. And when we do that, we identify online all the relevant forums, all the relevant Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, et cetera, that attract people that are having conversations about that topic. And that's really what you want to do from the start. And then you kind of work your content around that to make sure you're hitting all the right notes and you're going to put out information that's going to resonate with those communities that are already active online. You work with landlords. Are you a landlord? I am not. How come? That's a great question. I've actually kind of been looking for taking my first dip into the pool here. At this time, it's just been, we spent a lot of time and a lot of money, of course, on getting Inago launched. So it's been in part cash flow and time flow issue, but that's starting to settle down. So I would like to join in and possibly get my first rental property here in the not too distant future. What are the reasons why landlords don't sign up for your service after they're made aware of it? Good question. I like to think that they all sign up, <laughs> but of course that's not true. So I would say that some of the things that we hear when landlords choose not to go with our service include, even though our service is free to use inherently, there are some costs associated with online transactions and they'll say, now nah, I keep accepting my paper checks. I don't want to pay any money. And what they don't necessarily realize is that the time that they're saving through a platform like Inago is, is well worth the very small fee that, that's associated with that. I'd say that's probably the most common complaint. I think other complaints we hear, it's really just about time. So landlords, as, as you know, are, are extremely busy. Oftentimes they're working a full-time job and then they own properties on the side or their properties just take up a lot of their time. And they may say, I don't have enough time to learn this system and to get this all set up. So what we've really tried to work hard to do is produce a product, produce a service that does not require a lot of learning, but communicating that to landlords can obviously be a challenge and a bit of a hurdle. What are some things that you've done to optimize Inago based on the lessons you've learned about either the features that landlords do or don't want or just the overall user experience? That's a great question. So I would say a couple things. First of all, we always talk to our landlords directly. One of the big value adds of Inago is that we have full support, both phone and email. You actually get a dedicated account rep so that they kind of know the challenges that you run into. They get familiar with you. They know your voice. They know your phone number. 
anytime you have a question, they kind of handle it personally. What that allows us to do is have a real ear to the ground as far as what landlords need and what they're looking for. So whenever we want to come out with a new feature or whenever we're kind of taking another look at a feature that we've had for a long time, we always get direct feedback and direct input from our active landlords, from our active partners. That being said, we also really, really emphasize an attention to detail. I always say with various teams in Inago, it's death by a thousand cuts. It's not about making big mistakes or big errors. It's about making a ton of little ones that you don't foresee at the beginning. So whenever we want to release a new feature, whenever we want to release a new platform, we always really try to think the whole thing through, understand it from all perspectives, think about how different types of landlords would interact with it. Commercial landlord is going to be different than a residential landlord. It's going to be different than a student housing landlord. And then there's a ton of variance in between all those. So we just try to approach every single challenge from a broad perspective and then have a, a really tight attention to detail and make sure that those features are not only useful, not only effective, but also simple and easy. Based on your experience working with landlords, what's your best advice ever that you've learned from landlords that perhaps could be helpful for landlords listening to this? I think the number one thing I always stress with landlords whenever they ask my advice is it's all about communication. As far as tenant management is concerned, it's all about communication. If you don't have solid formal communication process in place, then you're going to end up with some gaps, especially when rougher tenants come through or when you have a problem with tenants. If you haven't communicated effectively, if you haven't established ground rules and information sharing, then you're going to run into some challenges. So that goes from communicating late fees, communicating when somebody is actually late, when there's a change in their rental rate, when maintenance ticketing comes through, et cetera. Having that tight communication is really critical to having a good relationship with your tenant and having the tenant appreciate you as a landlord and also pay on time and be a good resident for you. And I imagine those features are all built into your platform. Yeah, of course. <laughs> It'd be pretty strange if we put such an emphasis on it and we didn't. I think there's always room for improvement, though, and that's the key is we're always thinking about how can we improve that communication with tenants and between landlord and tenant. But yeah, a lot of those features are, of course, built in and, and automatically serviced through Inago. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. Right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Do you need debt for your deal, equity for your deal, or maybe a loan guarantor to help you get qualified for the financing? Talk to Mark Belsky. His number is 212-897-9875. That's 212-897-9875. His email is mbelsky at easterneq.com. Need more investors for your fund, sales for your books, or courses? Whether you're seeking investors or content sales, Luo Media Group is a digital marketing expert that can help make your marketing make money. Get a free consult at L-U-O-M-E-D-I-A-G-R-O-U-P.com forward slash best ever. Best ever book you've recently read? I would say on real estate, it is what every real estate investor needs to know about cash flow, which is by Frank Gallinelli, I believe. It's a really, really solid book. Outside of real estate, I always love and will always go back to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Big nerd for that book. Best ever advice you have to a best ever listener who wants to start a tech real estate company? Ooh, tech real estate company. Okay. I would say first know and define your customer and talk to your customer. 
as much as you possibly can. You're going to learn so much from your customer that you cannot possibly figure out on your own. And also try to get a lot of wide perspectives. So try to find customers from all different ends of the spectrum and also folks that maybe you wouldn't think would be a great customer, but are kind of tangential or tertiary to the space that you're trying to operate in. Talk to them too. They're going to have great advice. They're going to understand the market in different ways that you might not expect. What's something that you've done during the startup that if you made a different decision, then it'd be completely different result? And I know that's a broad question, but feel free to take that in whichever direction. So something that we've done that if we had done differently, the results would have been Yeah, like like maybe you made a decision on having a certain feature and as a result, you got a lot more business or maybe you made a decision to remove something from your platform and as a result, it focused you in a direction that you didn't even know you were going to take. Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Oh, it might be a really um, bad question, actually. I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> we can skip it if, if you don't have anything top of mind. Let me try to come back to it. I don't All know right. if that's how lightning rounds work. Yeah, no. Yeah, that, that's fine. That I, I think there. it's actually really bad question, but I appreciate the flattery initially. Best ever way you'd like to give back? I volunteered for a bunch of years as a swim coach locally here in Cincinnati. I have not been able to do that the past year because of just tax on my time. But I try to do whatever I can whenever I can. I find it really relaxing and obviously feels great to give back any way you can. So if it's taking part in Give Back Cincinnati events or like Paint the Town or anything like that, I try to whenever I can. What's a mistake you've made when creating this company? A mistake we've made? I would say, not to beat a dead horse here, but anytime we kind of lose sight within a feature or within a set of features of ultimately what the landlord is looking for. And what I mean by that is if we stray away from our attention to hearing out our customers and hearing out our landlords and getting all the different perspectives, if we kind of zero in on, okay, this is what a student housing landlord, this is how they would functionally want to use this feature, and we're not thinking about other landlords and other types, then we end up putting out a feature that really causes a lot more problems and challenges for landlords than is necessary. So anytime we do that, that's always a big mistake and a big learning opportunity for us. How can the best ever listeners learn more about your company and what you got going on? Well, they can always go to Inago.com. That's I-N-N-A-G-O. As I said, we have really personalized and open support and service. So they can also just shoot me an email directly. My email is really simple. It's Dave, D-A-V-E, at Inago.com. I'd be happy to have a conversation with them, show them how Inago can help them out and learn a little bit more about what they're looking for. You're looking to attract landlords. We're looking to attract landlords. That's why it's really interesting hearing how you're doing that focused on quality content online. Best of listeners recommend checking out their blog. Nicely formatted, that's for sure, and very clean. I love the picture of the dog. I think a dog with some sunglasses. No, no, dog just squinting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. No sun- I, I imagine the dog with sunglasses for some reason, but a dog squinting. Very cool blog. One. Number two is one takeaway I got from the very beginning of the conversation is student housing. Be a landlord in student housing because you had a startup directed at landlords to connect landlords and students for housing, but occupancy sky high. So landlords didn't need help because there's so much demand. So if you've got some units that you can split up, make them into beds, and house some students, do it, make more money. And I've talked to many landlords who do student housing. And then also congrats on your launch of Inago. And best of luck to you. Grateful that you're on the show and looking forward to continuing to hear how it goes. And thanks for being on the show again and talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks so much, Joe. It's great being on here. Pleasure talking with you. Need more investors for your fund? sales for your books or courses? 
Whether you're seeking investors or content sales, Luo Media Group is a digital marketing expert that can help make your marketing make money. Get a free consult at L-U-O-M-E-D-I-A-G-R-O-U-P dot com forward slash best ever.